Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Mercy Vineyard Church. We're here, kind of. We're here uh, virtually, and um, we, I decided that today what I would do is um, take our finance series and set it aside for now, and we'll return to that. But what I wanted to do was actually take uh, a message that we, we talked about a long time ago, back in 2016, um, when we went through the armor of God together. And I thought that this would be a really good opportunity to talk about uh, the shoes of peace. And what does that mean, you know, the shoes of peace? And how do we walk through the environment we're living in right now, the situation that we have where we can't meet in person? And, and I tell you, that, that's killing me, <laughs> to not be able to see your faces, to not be able to shake your hands, to not be able to give you hugs. Uh, so when we come back and meet uh, together again, I'm, fair warning, I might be a little touchy. I might give too many hugs. I might shake too many hands, just so you know, because I'm going to have to catch up after all this. So, <laughs> But I wanted to go back and... Uh, talk about the, the shoes of peace and what that means. And, and, you know, we could go on for a long time kind of talking about peace. What does that mean to the believer? What is peace and things like that? But one of my favorite um, lessons on peace is the shoes of peace. And I think the uh, irony or the cool thing, whatever you want to call it, but when Paul wrote about the armor of God, when he wrote about the shoes of peace, he was literally on house arrest. <laughs> so I know some of you guys probably feel like you're on house arrest. Uh, you, you, there's, your, your favorite places are closed down. You're kind of stuck at home. Some of you have to homeschool now. Um, some of you have taken your work home. But uh, I want to talk about shoes of peace because in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 15... Paul is talking about the armor of God, and he says, For shoes put on the peace that comes with or comes from the good news, so that you will be fully prepared. And so for many years, I would read about uh, Ephesians 6, about the armor of God. And I would think to myself, how could a pair of shoes, you know, because I always imagine like in the Bible times, they're just walking around these teeny little sandals, right? You know, how can shoes or sandals be considered armor? I mean, I don't even really like to wear sandals because I'm always afraid of stubbing my toe, right? So how in the world could a pair of sandals or a pair of shoes be considered uh, armor? I mean, I get, I get the breastplate, right? I get, uh, I get the helmet. I get all that stuff, but sandals? You know, really? And I think if you don't uh, have a proper understanding or a proper idea of really what peace is and what the shoes of peace are, um, you, might, uh, you might have an improper understanding of what, what peace is. And so um, the problem was that I really didn't understand what Paul was looking at when he wrote that scripture. So you have to remember that if Paul was on house arrest, there was probably a Roman soldier or guard nearby. And, and some theologians believe that he, as he wrote about the armor of God, he was literally looking at, you know, uh, a soldier standing nearby in armor. And so 
I didn't know about that. I only knew what I saw in like church Easter plays, right? Or church, you know, pictures or paintings or Sunday school felt board things. And, uh, but the real Roman shoe, the real Roman soldier shoe that Paul was referring to when he was talking about the, the shoes of peace is actually much deadlier than a sandal, okay? And so much more powerful than what I imagined the shoes of peace to be. And so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about peace and walking in peace. And um, we're going to do that. And we're going to look at Philippians 4, 6 through 7. But first, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for our wonderful church. And even though we are not meeting in person today, we're meeting virtually, God. Um, And Lord, I pray that this morning, as we uh, take a look at the shoes of peace, God, that um, you would open our eyes and open our hearts, that you would give us wisdom and revelation, like your word says, that we might know you more. God, I pray that you would fit our feet with such confidence and, uh, God, great peace. And so, Lord, uh, let that happen today through this word in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so uh, we're going to start off. We're going to read Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7, and it says, don't worry about anything. That's huge. What, what a huge word that, I mean, just right there, you know, God saying, hey, don't worry about anything. And uh, because a lot of times, what do we do? We worry about things that we have no control over anyway. They say that the, uh, there have been many things that I have worried about in my life, and uh, very few of them actually happened. <laughs> And so, uh, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. So, y'all been praying through this? I hope so. Okay, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He's done. Pause again. I hope y'all are keeping up with your gratitude journals. Right? Just, just, Just because... You can't go inside Starbucks right now. doesn't mean you don't have something to be thankful for at the end of the day. And so keep writing in your gratitude. I love all this. God is talking about being grateful and, uh, and, and the connection between gratitude and peace. Not in my notes, but understand that. There is a connection between gratitude and peace. So it says, tell God what you need and thank Him for all that He has done. Then you will experience God's peace. Right? So you're praying, you're thankful, then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard or keep your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Man, I hope that you guys are getting this, right? I hope you're really just grabbing a hold of this right now. Um, Because I believe that it's times like this when the church has the opportunity to shine because we're walking in peace. Okay, but uh, my main point, if you remember one thing this morning, remember this, God's peace is a firm footing when the storms threaten to overtake you. Did you catch that? God's peace is a firm footing when the storms threaten to overtake you. In verse 7, the word guard or keep is actually taken from a Greek word that's tereo. I don't know if that's the correct pronunciation or not, but let's just say, tereo. And it means to keep, 
to guard, to protect, or to garrison. So uh, it's this picture of a band of Roman soldiers. So we'll talk about peace, okay? This tereo, this Greek word for peace. Uh, or guard, I'm sorry, this, this Greek word for guard. It's a picture of a garrison of soldiers who are standing watch over something or someone that needs protection, right? So when God says, hey, I'm going to keep you during this, it's not just sort of like, okay, I'm going to go send uh, one, little, one little soldier to watch over you and the two of you can, uh, you know, uh, fight it out together, whatever. But uh, it's this picture of this entire garrison, this entire, you know, uh, uh, group of soldiers protecting you and surrounding you on all sides. God wants to surround you. So he says, when the peace of God will keep you, he's saying that peace will surround you on all sides and protect you. That is awesome. What a wonderful picture of peace. Peace isn't simply, you know, uh, huddling in the corner, hoping everything's going to be all right. Oh, give me peace. Some sort of emotion. But this peace is going to keep you. It's, 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 uh, it's God surrounding you. So if you had a garrison of Roman soldiers protecting you, nothing was going to get through. Nothing was going to get through. This was the mightiest army in the world at one point. Nothing was going to get through. No matter what came at you, you weren't moving. You weren't moving, okay? You were on firm footing. And so that's such a powerful picture of peace. And I hope you all are grasping that just for your life and, and for your livelihood and for our church. That I hope you're getting that, that God is going to keep us and keep you. And here's the one thing. There's this thing about the Roman soldier's shoe. Remember I mentioned before, I always imagined it being just sort of like this sandal with a leather lace and whatever. Uh, but the Roman soldier's shoe was not a sandal like we see in Easter plays or even in movies. You see movies, they got it wrong most of the time. The, the shoe was actually, it was a leather shoe that wrapped around the soldier's foot and on top, a lot of times on top of that shoe, so it wasn't sort of this exposed foot thing, was a bronze or brass greave that covered the top of the foot and, uh, and then there was uh, another bronze or brass greave that ran up the, uh, the, the shin to the knee. So we've got this, this shoe, it's not a little sandal, we've got this shoe that's like bronze covering the top and going all the way up to the knee. And on the bottom of the shoe, and this, this is so great, I get this, okay, uh, for peace. On the bottom of the shoe, was uh, one to three inch spikes. One to three. So these weren't like, you know, the shoes of peace. These were actually, uh, they were weapons, right? Like wep weaponized footwear. And, um, and so these were killer shoes. And if you think about it, if a Roman soldier was traveling by foot, he could walk through thorns, he could walk through uh, 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 anything, really, and, and it wouldn't tear up his legs. He could um, dig those spikes into the ground, right, to ensure that uh, no matter what, he had sound 
footing, right? And no matter how hard the winds blew, how slippery the terrain was, how uncertain the terrain was, he had good footing. He had these heavy shoes with spikes. And so if he was in a battle, he could really easily just break the enemy's legs. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I hear that, um, that is not something I want to be kicked by. I would not want to be kicked by shoes like these. (laughs) Paul calls them the shoes of peace. I love it. And so when God says he gives us peace, he's not talking about something that goes, you know, goes away, um, uh, like like a peace that just sort of fades when the baby cries, or a a peace that fades when layoffs are happening. He's not talking about a peace that fades when we get sick. You know, he's not talking about a peace that fades when uh, people around us are in a panic or they're talking about, you know, global pandemic, you know. Uh, he's not talking about a peace that fades when we hear and, and receive bad news. All right? And so, you know, the devil can't play games with your emotions uh, or with your mind when they're being governed by peace. Right? Because, you know, I mentioned this last Sunday. I believe that in the midst of all of this that's happening in our world right now, this pandemic, I believe that the enemy wants to use it. Like, that's, that's like, he wants to exploit it. He wants to use it to take away our peace, to have us living in fear, to have us shrinking back instead of moving forward, advancing because the kingdom of God advances. All right? And so... The devil wants to use it. So if, if you've been feeling, you know, afraid and, and just uncertain and you've had all this, this unease about you, and I get that because I've been wrestling with that as well, uh, but I know that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. He hasn't given us a spirit of confusion. And so those feelings that, that kind of lock us up and have us paralyzed are from the enemy. They're not from the Lord. And so peace gives us a foundation so secure that we can step out in confident faith without being moved by what we see or what we hear. Not being moved by what we see or what we hear. And so, uh, th- so the first thing is God's peace is a firm footing when storms threaten to overtake you. And then the next thing is, is peace not only protects you, but it also provides you with a brutal weapon to wield against the enemy when he attacks. How many of you guys, like when you have felt fear creep over you, when you have felt feelings of uncertainty, probably because you're reading too many headlines, or probably because you're spending too much time on Facebook. It's just loaded with bad news. Like, you, you know how I always say Facebook is a dumpster fire? Well, right now Facebook is a toxic dump, dumpster fire. Uh, it's, it's even worse. And so... Uh, uh, when, when you're feeling that way, you know that you can, call, you can call out the enemy and say, hey, get out of here with your fear in Jesus' name, right? You can rebuke the enemy. And, uh, and I hope that you guys are uh, praying over your homes. I hope you're staying consistent in your devotions. I hope you're staying consistent in the Word of God. And so peace not only protects you, but it provides you with a brutal weapon to wield against the enemy when he attacks. So Romans 16.20 says, The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. (laughs) It sounds, uh, doesn't it sound so contrary, 
right? It sounds contrary, but the God of peace will crush the enemy. But you have to understand that peace is a weapon, all right? So the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. May the grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. All right? And so isn't it just crazy how God call, how the Scripture calls God the God of peace here and that he's trying to crush Satan. He's going to crush Satan under our feet. And so it's hard to reconcile those two things until we realize that peace doesn't just firmly hold us in, in place. Peace doesn't just hold us firmly in place, but it's also a weapon. And so the Greek word here, I love it, it uh, is uh, the, for, for bruise or crush, okay? The God of peace will crush Satan or bruise. It's a Greek word, santribo. I don't even know if that's the correct pronunciation, uh, but I have friends that I'm sure will correct me. Uh, it was also used to denote the act of snapping. This is what this Greek word means. Snapping, breaking, crushing bones, okay? We're not just talking about just kicking the enemy in the shins and giving him a bruise, but it's crushing bones. In fact, this is uh, the picture of breaking bones so terribly that they can never be mended or healed, right? <laughs> so uh, this, this is so, so powerful. These are bones that have been utterly smashed and crushed beyond recognition. And how does that happen? By going forward in peace. By going forward in peace. When we step out in faith and we walk in God's peace, okay, that, oh yeah, I forgot, I almost forgot to mention, that the crushing is done with God's partnership and with Him, Satan's only rightful place with his fear demons and his anxiety is under our feet. And when we step out in faith and we walk in God's peace, we reinforce that the devil is defeated and we demonstrate that the victory is already won. Wow, I'm, I'm really encouraged <laughs> right now. I'm so encouraged. And, uh, and so, you know, when a legion of Roman soldiers walk through a city in their armor, that I, I've, I have heard through writings that it would literally make the ground shake. As they walk together, it would make the ground shake. They walked in a, a, a short step march all in unison. And they were not allowed to ever stop until they were given the order to. Think about that. Walking down the street of a, of a city, all in unison, and they were not allowed to stop unless the order was given to, to stop. And uh, the ground is shaking. And so if you were an unfortunate soul that like stumbled into the street during a parade, what do you think would happen to you underneath those shoes? Because they're not stopping. They're not stopping. And uh, this is kind of, this is the way I, I kind of see our church and the way I see Royal Family Kids Camp. We're, we're, you guys, we're just marching forward. We're not stopping. We're not stopping for viruses. We're not stopping for sniffles. We're not stopping. We're not stopping for fear. We're not stopping for closed doors. We are going forward, okay? And, and uh, we're just going to go, keep going. And when the devil tries to get in the way, we're just going to march over him with our spiked bronze boots, crushing him to pieces, 
Okay? And uh, so I believe that that's God, how God wants us to march as a church, uh, as individuals, and corporately, how he wants us to walk today. Think about jo- uh, Joshua chapter 1. The Israelites, they're about to take the promised land, and God says, wherever you set your foot, you will be on land I have given you. And so the land was as good as theirs. Okay? And this neighborhood is still as good as ours. The, the, it's all as good as ours. The vision that God has put in our heart. It's all as good as ours. He said, he said wherever you set your foot, you know, I'm going to give it to you. And so uh, all that the Israelites had to do was uh, step out in faith and, and, and slay giants that God promised to help them slay. And so as a church, we're going to continue to step out in faith. We're going to keep slaying giants. That's not changing. And uh, they, all they had to do was demonstrate that the enemy was defeated under their feet. So peace not only protects you, but it also provides you with a brutal weapon to wield against the enemy. And so this morning, what I want to do is I want to uh, close this message out by uh, praying for you guys, to praying, by praying for our church, um, and, and uh, pray that God's peace comes over you, and that you will not just sort of wait for uh, some sort of, you know, a peace to flow over you, but that you would stand up and that you would have a conviction of peace, that you would put on the shoes of peace. I hope that uh, every day during your prayer time, I hope you're praying through the armor of God, you know, you guys, we have given out Armor of God prayer sheets uh, for a long time, for years. I hope you still have them, and I hope that you're praying through them. I hope you're putting on your shoes of peace every day. And uh, what I might even do, because this is uh, online, I might even be able to just make that as an online resource for you to download. So keep an eye on that. We'll probably put that on the Facebook page. But I want to pray for you guys, and uh, let's do that together now. Heavenly Father... We thank you for your peace. God, that all the anxiety, all of the things that we're facing today, God, you gave us weapons against thousands of years ago, 2,000 years ago when Paul wrote this. God, you gave us weapons. And so, Lord, today as a church, we take up that armor. We take up those weapons. We put on those shoes of peace. I pray for everyone that is... uh, Uh, wrestling with anxiety over all this, God. I pray that your peace that surpasses all understanding would guard their hearts and minds. Guard, God, be a garrison around them, God, so that nothing gets through. Lord, we love you so much, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, a couple quick things as we wrap up today. Uh, Number one, if you're watching this through uh, the uh, findmercy.org at the online church link, uh, you can submit a prayer request. Our prayer team is still in effect, and they still want to pray for you. We still want to pray for you. And then uh, the other thing is, uh, if you, if there's, I got to give credit to this message. Uh, if you want to go deeper into the armor of God, I'll pick up the book, uh, Dressed to Kill by Rick Renner, which was a lot of this came from. Pick that up, read it, pray through it. Okay, and then the last thing, stay in touch. If you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, join the Facebook group. Let's encourage each other throughout the week. Let's stay connected and, uh, and keep, you know, pay attention to the emails. I know you guys are probably getting a lot of emails. You could probably be in 
inundated. I, I can't imagine, you know, like Facebook servers are probably like, you know, knees are buckling underneath the strain of all of the extra stuff. And I know, so you're probably being inundated with stuff online every day, but please stay connected. Stay connected as a church, right? Encouraging each other. Stay connected with us. We want to pray for you if you need to. So that is it. And uh, we will catch you next time. <laughs>